Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is finally going to be for Don't Worry Darling from Warner Brothers, directed by one Olivia Wilde, who also stars in this film. Uh, let's go into our rating system. Of course, we're going to start off spoiler-free, take a break, and then go into spoilers, just like we normally do. Um, I'm going to give this a solid don't skip. Uh, just in case you're not aware of our rating system for films, uh, we have strong must-see, so your top shelf 10 out of 10 type stuff, and then you have your uh, must-see, which is something that's really excellent, still a must-see, but not sort of top shelf. Then you've got don't skip, which is a light kind of, this is good, I recommend whatever this is. Then you have a possible skip, which is for something that's just fine. Then a skip for something that's bad, but other people might like and then and then a hard skip which is for the worst of the worst um but I'm, I'm gonna go sort of just above middle tier uh for this not that we have a middle tier we don't have a middle tier but um i'm gonna go with a don't skip and an eight out of ten if i was to give this a numbered rating um i had a good time with this film um, I thought it was entertaining in spots. I thought it was um, thought-provoking still. Um, it's two hours. Um, stars some very talented people. Got Brad Pitt. You've got Harry Styles. You've got Florence Pugh, who is basically the main character. Uh, got Gemma, Ch- Gemma Chan, who was in Eternals and uh, the Channel 4 show called Humans. Um, she started to be in a, in a few more things, which is good. She sort of like started uh, rising up a bit more as a star, which is good. Um, who else does this film got? Yeah, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, Brad Pitt, uh, Olivia Wilde, and um, yeah, Gemma Chan. Th- those are sort of your main stars in this film. Um, it it goes for something quite ambitious and. Just uh, just just about pulls it off for the most part. The consensus that I saw from this film was it was really really good, but it didn't quite lean into enough of its premise and needed to be longer. I fifty fifty agree on that. I think this film is long enough. I, I agree that it doesn't quite dig into its actual premise enough. But I think it had enough time to do so. Um, in regards to that, the pacing is, I'd say, pretty good for the most part. That there's there's some points where what what one of the the um because the kind of the hook for this film is you've got like the housewife working husband style of story. I think sort of like one division. Is a recent example. Um, it's got like, hey, you know, the, the wife's gonna stay at home, housewife type thing. Um, there's like a street full of people that obviously live near each other. They're all neighbours. They all sort of know each other. That type of thing. The husbands go off to work. What are they working on? That's a mystery. Uh, the mystery starts to get unravelled, and it's that that that's kind of your central hook, which is okay. Um, husbands come home every, you know, every day, how was your day type thing, you know, the wife has cleaned the house, she's cooked the dinner, the drinks are ready, you know, you're going to spend your evening together, That that's kind of your, your set up sort of, but none of the husbands can talk about what they do because it's a mystery to both the wives and the audience. 
Um, the problem with that, in specifically with this film, um, I don't feel like the slow burn was done well enough. Um, I love a good mystery story. You know, if you've got something that's like, hey, what's what's kind of going on here? Which which is kind of the the gist of what's happening. Um, and it it did it pretty well for the most part. It's just sort of. It got to a point where you knew that the characters couldn't hide what the mystery is anymore. And it's like, okay, when are we getting to that next point? Because there isn't really a lot else that goes on in this film. It's it's mostly just... It it lays out pretty pretty early on, like, okay, these are the areas that the wives can go. Um, The husbands are going off to work to do something mysterious. And there's loads of like dinner parties and all, all these people all hang out with each other. But the wives know that sort of there's certain uh, rules, certain conversations, certain things that are off off limits, you know, off off topic. Not off topic, that you that aren't on the topic menu, I suppose. Um, and because there's nothing else going on in the narrative or in the plot, um, this film does very heavily lean on performance and emotion and wouldn't really say character development but character sort of the way the characters respond to what's going on but I wouldn't call it character development per se um, so this, this this film leans on two things very strongly which is how well can the people we've got in this film which are all very talented they're, they're all very good Florence Pugh does stand out she does d- 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 deliver an incredible performance um how much can how much can we lean on these actors to pull off this slow burn story a uh, p- plot rather um and kind of w- within that this film attempts about 10 different plot twists <laughs> but it only needed about two i would say um I can't. I'll, I'll get more into that in the spoiler section. That there's some. There's there's lots of just things that just happen in this film, but it all it all leans on the one ongoing plotline, and it, it it's fine. It, it it's all right with that. But the performances the but the performances are almost better than the way the uh, narrative thread goes. And there was there was a few points in this film where I was like, okay, I've kind of lost the narrative thread a little bit. And then I got it back. And then I lost it. And then I got it back. And then I lost it. Um, so, yeah. It's... I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like it, in certain areas this film does some really good things. But in other areas it's sort of... You didn't quite need to do as much as what you did. I feel like if if you tightened up the plot a little bit, not had so many sort of like attempts at plot twists, because it's there's lots of things that are thrown into this film designed to confuse you. Um, I will say in in terms of like, is it a satisfying ending and all that sort of stuff? Pretty much, yeah. There, There there was like some some questions and stuff that I maybe had. Um. But I wasn't like uh, it, it. It all it all finishes relatively well. Like I wasn't sort of like, oh, I have no idea like what happened, and I'm I'm lost. Like there, there were still questions I had, but um, 
the the one narrative through line does get i'd say pretty much resolved there's a little bit of like your own interpretation stuff but there's a lot of that as well in this so i actually think that because i think what some people looking at this film is like okay two hours if you'd added another like 20 to 30 minutes and really dug into the plot you could have gotten more out of it i Again, that's where I half agree, because I think that if you'd made this slightly shorter, maybe by about 15 minutes, and that's not me moaning about the runtime, that's just saying, like, it's just a critique of how you could have cleaned cleaned things up a bit. If you'd have cut, uh, cut, sorry, um, about 15 minutes of this film, um, there's just some, like, there's bits and pieces that are thrown in for, like, confusion's sake, and you, you... is, some of them were good, but some of them were like, okay, that was just a bit a bit unnecessary. So I would have maybe cut a few of those out and maybe some, maybe tightened up the pacing a little bit more and maybe chopped off about 15 minutes. And then I would have tried to tell, a, a, within that one hour 45, I would have tried to have told a bit of just a tighter story with it. Um, the characters themselves are pretty good. Um, you've mainly got pretty much Harry Styles' character and Florence Pugh's character. Um... But no, it's it. I I still recommend it. I know it sounds like I'm kind of maybe bashing on this film a bit. I I liked the idea. The execution was about eighty to ninety percent successful. Um, but overall, I I I walked I walked away from this film satisfied, happy. Don't skip. Recommended. You know that that sort that sort of gentle kind of this is good. If you want a bit of like a you know mystery film, some something a bit different. Um. Then I'd, I'd I'd recommend it on that front. Uh, a few other things I want to point out as well. Um, this is I would kind of describe this film like if One Division and The Handmaid's Tale had a child, baby, whatever. Um, that's kind of how I would describe it. It is another one of those stories, and I don't mind being told these stories. Uh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with being told these stories about control, consent, and the balance of that between men and women in the world. That's that that that's what I would. That's kind of its its theme that it leans on, which is um. Men controlling the world, women not being in control as much, and it also I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but it does touch upon and I don't I don't mean sexual consent. I, I um well although sometimes that gets brought up a little bit in in this film. Um but consent within because when it comes to consent it's not just always about, you know, sexual consent. Obviously that's very, very important as well. But there's, you know, consenting to things in general everyday life or uh, agreeing with something or whatever um and that comes up that that those are two kind of overarching themes which is control and consent i i would say um because it is another one of those kind of stories where like okay women are being told what to do by men the women don't have the control that they should need um or should have and men are in control of the situation and they're the ones that hold the secrets and all that kind of stuff it's it's a bit like that um so when i said one division and the handmaid's tale what i'm pulling from those two is very much the kind of obviously the mystery of one division that there's a there's a big mystery element to it um a bit different in terms of its its 
themes there, but there's there's definitely a mystery element to One Division, and also just the because you got obviously Wanda, who's you know Elizabeth Olsen's character, and then Paul Bettany's Vision, uh, obviously from the Marvels uh, MCU. Um, I think that was their first MCU TV show, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the uh, idea of like the woman trying to work out a bit more what's going on, and you know. Vision is, you know, the the guy that goes to work, and Wanda is the woman that stays at home. She's the housewife in that, right? I mean, she, her, her character is more than that, but that's how she's painted as in in that particular series. Um, and with the Handmaid's Tale stuff, um, not necessarily so much of the Gilead like, um, forcing women to have children. Not not that angle. That that's not the angle I'm approaching. That, but the the angle I'm looking at that from. Obviously, that's a you know. The, pretty much the main plot of um of Handmaid's Tale um the that that's where the control and the consent themes mainly come through not in no, no nowhere near as like brutal or as harsh as what Handmaid's Tale is obviously that's a very visceral gritty grounded realistic show um which is still going on now isn't it but um just in terms of the the the, the themes from the two of those things so the sort of the sort of housewife trying to figure out the mystery, that's the one division stuff. And then the consent and control, but not quite as deep and dark as the handmaids tell. There's still some dark things and there's some dark, you know, scenes and stuff, but it I wouldn't say it's as bad as the handmaids tell. Handmaids tell's a great show, I'm talking about like how dark it is. Um but th- those are the two things that sort of sprung to mind. So um and I'm I'm not gonna try and rank one division don't worry, darling, and and Handmaid's Tale. That's I I don't really think that's a very uh, simple thing to do. Plus, one of them's a film, one of them's a limited series, and one of them has been on for like five seasons. So, <laughs> um, but uh, all, all all three of them have incredible lead actresses, don't they? Elizabeth Moss, Elizabeth Olsen, and of course here you've got uh, Florence Pugh, um, who also of course is in in, in the MCU. Um, Elizabeth uh, Moss isn't in the MCU, is she yet? So no, um. But uh, anyway, that's that's my spoiler-free review. I did very much enjoy it. Um, I don't know where it will end up in my like best of films list, um, but it um, it was as good as my expectations were. But it didn't quite push itself forward as much as it could have and should have. So there's a little bit of a sense of missed opportunity there, but it's still very very good at what it tries to do. I just think if you tightened up the plot a little bit. Um, didn't try so much ambition with like the twists and turns. Like some of them were good, some of them weren't. Uh, or some of them not weren't good. They just weren't quite. You, you didn't need as many as what you had. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll mention all that obviously in the spoiler section. Anyway, that's my review. A spoiler-free part of my review for Don't Worry, Darling. Um, yeah, I recommend you check it out. It's still showing at some cinemas. It's now now available. Uh, at least in the UK, it's available on uh, VOD as well so uh yeah i'd recommend you check it out anyway in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh tv games films may not have podcasts uh check out what we do um for those of you who have or haven't seen it write in with your thoughts um let me know if you're gonna watch this and whatever or if you have seen it do you agree with this part of my review uh of course matthew and matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter e talk uk contact page information in the show notes uh email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well uh, that's pretty much what you need for the spoiler free section here uh, gonna take a break come back in a minute and um talk about some spoilery stuff see you in a minute 
Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, it's time for spoilers. If you've not seen Don't Worry Darling, which again is available now on VOD and certain cinemas. Um, so you can take your pick of how you want to watch this, of course. Uh, so if you've not seen Don't Worry Darling and you don't want to be spoiled on this film, because there is still some interesting spoilery stuff in here. Uh, obviously the, the ending to talk about and various different things as well. Uh, you're going to want to click this podcast off. Of course, you can find the rest of our podcasts, like I said, on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. So click off this episode, mute it, take your earphones out, whatever. Uh, you might be in the middle of doing whatever you're doing. Uh, you can listen to some music, listen to some ASMR. Um, go and find Bex on Twitch, TristaBYTES. Um, there's a bunch of stuff you could do, of course, as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, go and watch the film if you want to, if I've convinced you enough to watch this film. Um, and then come back, because I'm going to get into spoilers now. Alright, um, first thing I want to mention, something I've been hinting at a lot there in the spoiler-free section, is... 
there was a lot of like times that this film uses like hey we're gonna give florence's character um by the way this is probably one of them films where like sure i could look up the cast list but most of you probably recognize who i'm talking about by the name of the actor so i'm gonna go by that i think most of us would would agree on that front um is when uh she has lots of like flashes of memories of things and some of them are very vital and very important obviously the reveal of what happens at the end is very important and obviously that's what you're using to um you know i don't know if trigger her memory is the right thing but like to 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 jog her memory to sort of kick her mind elsewhere or to where it needs to be to figure out what's going on um I felt that there was that they almost did that too many times, and there was a few things that like you got very very like parts that I, I didn't even remember seeing because they were so quick. And I like what they do with it. I just thought they did it too much. Um, I know there's obviously important ones in there. Obviously the, the 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 one at the end with the music and the simulation reveal and stuff like that. For the ending was the most important one, but it takes up a good chunk chunk of screen screen time. And. Uh, yeah, it just um, because there's there was a lot of times in this film where I was like, okay, I have no idea what's just happened, and then it gets explained. That one one of the most worrying ones, you, you know, when you're watching a film and you're enjoying it, and then something happens and you're like, oh no, you need to explain that, otherwise you've kind of lost me a bit. Is when so she has what they keep calling episodes. Um, they capture her and take her to, like, a psych ward of, of, of some kind for, like, a procedure. Then they do a bunch of stuff to her. Um, and then they, not cut away from the scene, but they change the camera angle of the scene. Um, she then turns into, um, one of the doctors. And like goes home to what i'm assuming is jack's life i remembered his name uh <laughs> uh harry styles character his life from the past because i still can't can't quite put two two and two together and come up with four with that because so he listens to brad pitt's characters i'm, I'm assuming it's a podcast or something like that and he's like, hey, I'm building, you know, better future, da 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 all this nonsense, right? Like, oh, we need to modernize so-and-so and do this and that and whatever. Obviously, he's got his vision and whatnot. Um, and we see him, we see and hear him very, very clearly consent to this entire thing. We don't see her do that, which is where I was talking about the theme of consent. And then what, they, what the film shows us is both of them lying in a bed... Or on top of the bed, with the like these devices, um, uh, th- th- these devices to put them into the world that we see, like the suburban life, right? I don't remember them mentioning like her being dead and put into this or whatever. It it felt what the 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 way their explanation, the film's explanation, came across to me was they'd like kidnapped her or something put her into this simulation um because clearly all the all the men and olivia wilde's character for some reason um 
know what's going on, right? Obviously, that's why you're trying to keep this whole thing a secret. Because obviously, you know, if the wife, if the wives find out, if all the women find out what's going on, then you'll do what Thorin's Pugh did at the end of this film, which is to understandably freak out a little bit and try to end the simulation because it's not the right thing to do. Um, so because if if her real body had, and they didn't make it clear what state her body was in, because um, there's a weird part where like. He's got a flannel or something and he's like dripping it into her mouth. I was like, what 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 is what am I supposed to kinda understand from that? Um but what I thought I understood was like, okay, she's been like what, kidnapped or something? Um which again is a little bit handmaid's tell esque in, in the way of like, you know, kidnapping a woman and making them do something. Not the same thing, but still making them do something they don't entirely consent to. And the reason it comes across to me in this film that none of the women consent to it is because none of them have any idea that they're in here. Now, if this was a situation where there was a scene where both of these characters are like, yeah, we'll go into this, like, better life, because it's supposed to be like, hey, happy life, you know, happy wife and happy husband, and we're all happy in, you know, dinner parties, and we're all, we're all love, in love with each other, then they would have made it clearer that, okay, no, the women fully know what's going on. Like, we, we, they all would be aware that they're in assimilation, but the women don't know that they are, uh, which is made very clear in the film. So that's, again, where the whole, like, you know, control and power and consent and all that stuff come in comes into things. I meant to mention this in the spoiler-free section, and I didn't, unfortunately. Um, it, uh, not within this film, but... This film gives us yet another another example um, of, and this this can be related to a lot of things going on in the world at the moment, especially what's going on in America, obviously with the whole abortion thing. Um, it really does piss me off the way that we treat women in this world. Um, not within this well it, it annoyed me obviously within the film because you know you have a woman you have a bunch of women that have essentially been kidnapped and put into a simulation to make the men all happy and keep secrets from them which is horrible um this film's kind of sad as well isn't it um it, it is but and even though obviously this isn't happening in the real world there's still elements and themes and things related to this film that can very much be conveyed within what's going on in the real world, like the whole consent and power and control and what what how we treat women in the real world and how how egotistical and greedy um men are in the world. And obviously and, and I, I hate I hate to say this within the way that it is it isn't all men. Obviously that's not a, the greatest thing to say, but um I mean I'm not trying to do that, so um, but uh, I I hope you get what I mean by that. Which you know, and and again, this isn't. The, I don't know how else to explain this, so I'm sorry. But um, obviously, if you look at what Brad Pitt's character is doing in this film, I wouldn't do something like that. Um, because I'm not an egotistical, you know, power hungry man, and there are other men like me. But unfortunately, there's too many men in the world that are like Brad Pitt's character. So. That that that's how I'm trying to con, con to convey that. Um, uh, I just I understand that me saying not all men and all that kind of stuff is not the best way to describe that, and I apologize for that. But I just don't know how else, I don't know how else to describe that in terms of what I'm trying to describe within this film. So that's unfortunately the best way I can put that across. Um, 
because it kind of doesn't include Harry Styles' character either. You can see he is conflicted about things. He doesn't make the best choices in terms of that. But, um, yeah, it's there's it's, it's still very much a thing within this world, unfortunately. Um, and even though I gave two other examples of similar stories, um, obviously One Division is a bit different to this and The Handmaid's Tale. Obviously, it's uh, different in a lot of ways. But, um we we do need to keep telling these types of stories. Hopefully write them all well and cast them well and give good directors and showrunners and whatever, but um yeah, but uh that 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 again, that that's how I understood the ending, which was we work out we're in a simulation because Brad Pitt's character is like building this world where you can put yourself into like a matrix style thing. Although I would say the just a little comment on 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 the setup of that, the um nature of how you put yourself into this world seems very strenuous <laughs> like what was all that th- was all like the, the metal stuff you gotta like pry your eyes open or whatever like why can't you just like assassin's creed did it better matrix did it better just 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 have somebody lay down in a in a in a, in a chair you know um yeah so anyway there's there's, there's just better there's better mechanical ways that you can <laughs> you can do that um so, because I was trying to work out as well, like, this felt like, if you go back to those sort of 60s and 70s, which I think is when, I think is when the suburban life of this is supposed to be set. But it's like a dystopian version of that. So I was trying to work out at certain points in the film, like, okay, wh- when am I supposed to think that this takes place? Because it felt very modern, but... Uh, like like a modern version of that sort of 60s, 70s, um, again, one division time period sense of a story, but it felt like a modern version of it. It was kind of it was kind of strange, but kind of intriguing at the same time. So some interesting kind of world building stuff going on there. Um, but yeah, that was all that part. Um, but because what what one one part that's just sort of niggling away at me is. Okay, cause you you explained it in the end, kind of, but she's like, because the, the way I took it is, she was taken away, right? Um, the main character, she was taken away. Um, reset is how I would describe it. Like, well, like when she comes back, and she's like, oh, sorry, and everybody's like, oh, sorry that you were ill, and hopefully you're better now that you're on the mend, and it's like, hey, welcome home thing, and all happy, lovey-dovey, and all that sort of stuff. That, to me, was supposed to be like, she's she's worked out too much, she knows too much, we've got to capture her, tie her down, again, going into the theme of consent and control and whatever. Um, we're going to tie her down, do like a psych test experiment thing reset her kind of and then send her back um which i'm i would imagine because there, there was the character called margaret wasn't there which i imagine would have happened to margaret but she unfortunately takes her own life which is very sad um so yeah but th- but like then she she gets home Jack is there, Harry Styles' character Jack is like listening to the same podcast thing, message thing. She gets home and talks about like dinner and she's got home really late. Um, Because I almost thought like, okay, 
like where where when is this bit supposed to take place this bit with jack um and it becomes obvious like okay that's supposed to be from before because this guy is talking about um this world that he's trying to build and then gets the full like hey do you consent to this and that and this and that and this and that and harry styles character like fully agrees but what was i, I don't understand so like within the narrative thread with that scene when she comes home and he's in that same computer chair listening to the same thing um where is she supposed to obviously she's physically right next to him but where is she supposed to be with that and she's talking about like hey i just i think as soon as she said like stitch up six people and i've had a long day and all this sort of thing and then we cut to we cut back to him he's listening to the message and then he does like the whole lock the door thing and lay down on the bed and all that sort of stuff so yeah but again even though it shows her getting home and then follows on follows through with the scene of them laying down in the bed you do not see or hear her giving consent to what's going on and again she obviously doesn't because none of the women in the film have any idea that they're in assimilation apart from Olivia Wilde's character so I was a bit like okay I get what you're doing here with Jack you're trying to show us like the past but why is Florence Pugh's character here I, I, I didn't quite get that so um but it, it explained itself in the end I, I guess I just didn't understand like what was she doing like why why was she a doctor in that scene um in fact if you if you so from when she gets up in quotes, from the hospital bed and walks through the hospital and gets home and then they have their conversation you don't actually need that scene do you? Um, because if you'd played it out so that she's in the hospital bed getting the psych you know, stuff, re- reset stuff done to her then you cut to Jack at home listening to the message, then walking over to the bed and then the whole like him laying down, doing the weird thing with the flannel or whatever and then that that explaining this assimilation, that still would have explained the same thing, I think. So, um, unless there's something I'm missing, I feel like there is maybe, but you know, I I can only tell you what I saw and and heard on screen. Um, so there's all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I thought there were, there were some other interesting bits. Obviously, the, obviously the plane crash was quite a big deal. That was like the first kind of thing. Um, and then asking all, all the people at dinner about like, hey, you met in, in all the same ways and very few locations, and that was that was quite good. Uh, so again, the the slow burns quite good in terms of like the bus driver or whatever he's supposed to be. Um, that the train bus driver person is like, oh no, I don't know what you're talking about, and no, I can't go over there. My my route's not over that way. Um, and she tries to go over there and then get sort of captured and whatnot. So, um, but it mostly worked itself out in the end. There's still a few like bits and pieces that I didn't quite get, but um, I I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it for the most part. So, um, yeah, eight out of ten. Don't skip is what I'd go with here. Um, so what I understood from the ending, the actual ending, ending itself. Obviously, she's trying to get away. Um, I thought uh, Brad Pitt's character's death was very very satisfying. So was the other guy the one who's kind of also in charge and he dies in the uh, the car crash um i thought both of those deaths were very satisfying um and the, the way that Gemma chan's character is like hey now it's my turn um a bit bit of a like a power play thing which i thought was good um the, so the way i understood it 
is so she escapes, goes to that same tower place, whatever it is, leans on the door, um, gets put somewhere else. Um, but they've lost control. The men have lost control of the situation. Obviously, Brad, Ka- Brad Pitt's character's dead and all that sort of stuff. So, like, the system's down or something. Um, and then you hear... A w- I'm pretty sure it's a woman's voice. Um, like, gasping as if, she've just, as if she's just woken up. I took that... And even though we didn't see... Because the title came up at that point. I took that as, like... Oh, she's woken up out of the simulation. And she's free. Is Is how I saw that. So... That's that. Um, Alright, there we go. That's it. That's my, that's my review for Don't Worry Darling. I'm planning on trying to do a couple of film reviews this week. Um, there's so the, other, the other ones that I'm trying to review, which I can watch, I think all of them at home now, um, is A24's X. I don't know if I need to review that film. It is. It has been out for a while and people aren't really talking about it as much. So, But I tend to... I don't know why, but I, I, I tend to review every film that I see now, which maybe I shouldn't do, but I don't know. Um, A24's X, which came out ages ago, I just never got around to it. I also never saw any good cinema listings for it. They're all sort of sporadic and very late and all that type of stuff, so there's that one. Uh, then there's Smile, which I've been trying to see. Again, very sporadic cinema sort of listings and, and stuff. Um, and then there's the Enola uh, Holmes 2, which uh, has come out, I think it was last week. Um, Netflix didn't really, well, they never promote anything, really, to be honest. Uh, they sort of just dropped that out of nowhere. So, um, two of those, I think, are about two hours long. Um, and the Enola Holmes 2, which I've reviewed the first one, by the way, if you want to check my review out for that. Um, that's like two hours 20, so I'm going to have to just sort of, you know, adjust it around work and all that type of stuff and go from there. Um, because I'm not really recording anything else this week apart from gaming talk on sunday but it's only monday of course so well technically tuesday now but anyway um but there's that because uh the walking dead series finale review we're gonna have to do next week we've already explained on the previous podcast about all that so yeah i'm gonna be trying to focus on catching up with some film reviews this week as well um so those are going to be the, th- the three that i aim to do i don't know if i'm going to be able to do all of them um because you know it is what it is but I try to at least do do a couple more of them. We'll see. I just don't know, like, because Smile people are still talking about and is is newer. Um, uh, Enola Holmes two like only just came out, but not many people are talking about X. So, um, but then if I if <laughs> with my whole podcast thing, if if I watch it and have thoughts on it, I'm gonna want to talk about it. I just don't know if I need to review that film necessarily um but we'll we'll see what i what i decide unless it's like hey this is strong like must see or something and i like really love it and need to talk about it i'll I'll see what i decide to do with that so um i will likely end up reviewing it still but um we'll see anyway that's it for this review thanks very much for listening um you can find like i said all our stuff on entertainmenttalk.org podcast platforms entertainment talk tv games films and main eye podcast check out all of what we do at the moment uh, you can also support us by telling other people to us, tell them, sorry, tell them, not us, tell them about what we do and where they can find it. Um, either by just telling them or using social media if you'd like to do that. Patreon five dollar, ten dollar level tiers, for the, ten dollar level tiers for the ad free podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news, obviously, you've got geektown.co.uk and geektown radio. Uh, go and check out what David's posting over there. So, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, film news. Bex is still streaming fun stuff over on Twitch. Trista BYTES, she's recently done like Stray 
and Little Nightmares 2, some other stuff, retro chat and game streams as well, so check out what she's up to over there. Um, me for my streams, you can either follow me on Twitch at eTalkUK or YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. All of it gets archived on YouTube, whether it's the game clips or the streams and whatnot. So, Twitch, eTalkUK, and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Alright, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.